How's it going, guys? Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. We've got Jenny Hassam here from Rhetoric PR. Christo as well. Hey, guys. Awesome. How's your day been? Busy. Yeah. Busy, yes. We've got, we've got a lot of um, varied clients on the books at the moment, so we sort of, sort of launched, you know, today I was talking to the Today Show for our floristry client, and then I was writing an article on Kepstrom analysis for our acoustic engineer, nice. and then I was dealing with media call-outs for all our other clients, so I man- I hop between subject areas a lot. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of variety, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's really cool actually. Oh. It works well for my brain, that's that's good, yeah. it works fine, yeah. I was talking about acoustic engineers yesterday. Oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> my neighbour's uh, son used to work in the industry, and he was saying... <laughs> Yeah, they, they make a lot of money. Um, oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was saying uh, the, the business his son worked for, they flew over a bunch of people from Germany to work on an airport um, yeah. development, I think up in Brisbane, and they were demanded like BMWs. and <laughs> Demanded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they had like Holdens for them, and they were like, no, 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 this, that's, yeah. this, this, will, not, this will not do. This is not okay. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> it's super niche, but it's, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how do you find that, I suppose, jumping into those niche areas and, and how do you get your head around, you know, the, the, the language and I suppose a lot of the ins and outs that, that come with, you know, a niche market? Uh, one of the good things about PR and the way that our company is set up is that we work on retainer. Yep. So, um, well, I mean, you know, I've, we've been running five years now. So to start with, it was a lot of media campaigns, very short, like one month, like get a media release out and da, da, da. But we don't work like that anymore. So we get to know our clients. We just... Yeah, build that knowledge on an ongoing basis. So that, so when I have to write an article about Kepstrom analysis and he sent me a paper that is, you know, 100 pages and it's super technical, yeah. um, <laughs> I will say, right, let's jump on the phone, get him to talk me through it and then... Um, sorry. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> like your ringtone. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get to that. We, yeah, and... You know, I've got quite a lot of experience as well. We work across so many, I've worked across so many industries um, in London and in Australia that, yeah, it doesn't take me too long to pick it up and, and yeah, work it out and then, or decide or, you know, on the onboarding process go, actually, oh, this is not quite right for us. This is not going to work. So, and we're, again, okay. five years in, yeah. we can pretty much tell what's going to work and what's not from a PR perspective. What keeps you, what keeps you involved? What keeps, what's, what do you love about PR? Um, so the variety as we were talking about, um, with a PR agency, you don't really want, you can't really be taking on clients that are the same. So we have turned down clients if we've already got someone in that specific area we work because we can't pitch, we can't pitch the same audiences. So you'll see PR agencies do have usually quite an eclectic mix. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some agencies that will have a niche and, you know, as a consultancy, you want a niche as well. Um, but you can't be too niche because then you're pitching the same story to the same people yeah. or, you know, p- pitching and working with competitors and you probably have a similar um, standpoint yourself. Yeah, well. definitely. Mm. And it, it gets tricky sometimes because sometimes it, it, you're not necessarily competing, but I think yeah. in your industry if you are pitching then... yeah. You know, and there's only someone, a certain number of outlets as well, especially if you're looking at South Australia, you know, yeah. you're not, you're just not going to, that's not going to get you cut through. So. And how do you find South Australia, I suppose, having come from the UK and, and London, like a bigger market, like, is, is it, is that a good thing or is it a, well, you're in Sydney as well, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. So all of our, cl- well, I think we've got one client in Adelaide, okay. but all of ours are in Melbourne and Sydney. Okay. Um, and uh, what happened was, so when I was in London, um, I was in sort of project management, marketing, communications roles. And then when I moved here, I 
ended up working for Professional Public Relations, which is a PR agency um, head office out of Sydney. Um, and then that's when I decided to niche nine years ago. So I hadn't actually done you know, specialised in PR okay. until I moved to Adelaide and that was one, a conscious decision yeah. because in London you've got much more eclectic roles. You can just be so, yeah, just work across very niche areas and the areas that I'd worked in, corporate social responsibility, just what there weren't yeah. roles here. They're so specific, the roles. Like agencies I was dealing with in London, you know, you'd have sort of these, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, even within like a web design team, you know, very specific sort of, you know, just, you know, just a front-end usability yeah. architect yeah. And, and, and that's all they focus on or... You know, yeah. even con- like consumer surveys or something like that where, yeah. you know, we're sort of forced to be a bit more broad in our roles. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I worked in a, a very small consultancy, but it was based in the Saatchi building in the West End. And, um, I, you know, first week on the job and my but my client was British Telecom. And, you know, I the, the job I'd come from was publishing. So it was, you know, just get it done and do it all yourself. So yeah. marketing strategy, getting the speakers, da, 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 everything events-wise. Um, and then moving to a small consultancy, I was, you know, I had a copywriter in the US. I had a, you know, every single job was delegated. It okay. wasn't all done. So we were mm-hmm. just account managing. So, yeah, it was interesting. Hmm. Do you like that though? Because it sounds like you like the variety and sort of jumping across. I mean, do you like it here that where you get to see more of the... Uh yeah, yeah. Spectrum. So we get the variety. Um, I love writing, so that's going really well. And then just the excitement of public relations. I think that's what I fell in love with when I worked in PPR to get that. You know, it's it's a bit salesy. You know, you get that sale, you get that hit in the you know in the advertiser or Australian Financial yeah, Review. And it is, it is <laughs> get, you do get a bit addicted to it, and I still love that. It's still a great feeling, and and you know that the client's going to be happy. Like. Yeah. That's our, our key goal. Is but it's really tangible, the results, isn't it's it? It's very tangible and it's yeah. very sellable as well when I'm marketing my agency as well. Yeah. It's very easy to just go, hey, look, look what we did. Whereas, you know, other industries like legal or whatever, you can't really be shouting about, <laughs> you know, that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> um, how have you found, I suppose, the crossover coming from, you know, that traditional media and, and TV and then, you know, the, the sort of digital spectrum that's come up the last 10 years, I suppose, since you've been running? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been interesting. Um, I mean, we definitely have broadened probably our services out um, in response to media outlets, you know, restricting, um, yeah, the number of journalists, the number of resources that they have. You yeah. know, Cosmopolitan shut down last week. Mm. Um, I was talking to um, someone at RMIT today and she said, oh, this... I can't remember. I think it might have been an ABC program. She said, oh, if you've got video footage because they won't do the video now, they won't do the video footage, you've got to provide the video wow. footage. So there, mm-hmm. so a lot of media are coming to us and wanting the B-roll or the footage. Yeah. So yeah, if okay. we don't have that for TV, then you're not going to get that. Okay. Um, you're not going to get that placement on certain shows. Yeah. And then there's other, like other instances. For example, we were doing some pro bono work with um, an amazing Aboriginal charity in Sydney, a couple of months ago and they had um they were flying out the um the coach of the Matildas uh the girls okay. soccer team yeah, national yeah. soccer team um to Borolula which is a very remote part and probably one of the most re- remote communities in the world um in the northern territory um and it shows the power of a story so you had you know someone had a large large public profile we had um, a nice feel-good story of kids that were going to be trained for in a two-day workshop as well as they were going to be looking at scouting young kids as well. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, as soon as I sent information out, you know, the ABC were like, I need to get on the plane right now, you know, and they were sending, nice. they were sending yeah, out cool. like a videographer and a producer. So if you've got, this, if you've got a good story, then chase you, they will, yeah. they will fly <laughs> to the middle of nowhere yeah. and then they will, yeah, so get a little biplane into the middle of nowhere to, I think it was MacArthur Mines and then they wow. had another hour drive from there and then they sorted out accommodation when they were there and, you know, so they, I think they split the cost with SBS in the end because <laughs> it was a pricey thing to do. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but if the story's there, they'll, they'll resource it. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that that's a common thread, right? Like, you know, quality content or, you know, good stories cut through, right? Mm. It's, it, if you've got, if you've got quality content to begin with, then it's, yeah. it's not so hard to actually get cut through and I think a lot of people struggle with, to realize that and they think, well, no, I can just get, use someone like yourself to broadcast something that maybe isn't, you know, yes, the definitely. best content. Yeah. And we weed those people out. Yeah, yeah. Is that something you look at when it you get clients? It is hard. Yeah. Because the other thing is I'm an overly positive person and I, you know, I'm passionate about so many different areas that I will go, oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And, I've, <laughs> <laughs> you know, other people might not find that, you know, acoustic or something as interesting as me, but so. I think you can find, yeah, you can find um, really. You can, you can find the audience, in, in and that's niche the thing. audiences. And that's too, the yeah. great thing about digital is that it's hyper targeted and hyper local now. So we can, it's not mass marketing. So we can, you know, so with the acoustic guys, you know, we're just on LinkedIn. Yeah, you know, we're not doing any. And has there know, been a, a like sort of an upswing in people wanting LinkedIn articles and, and using LinkedIn? In the uh, last yeah, of, well, definitely for us, yeah. we've had a lot. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. definitely doing a lot of B two B, and it, it's got such great organic. It does. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. So, <laughs> yeah. and it, you know, the other thing is, I think people, a lot of people, yeah, just want that quick win, um, yeah. which you can get with PR if you've got a strong story, but you also it's got to be that consistent message. It's got to be that consistent. You know, and one of the reasons that people hire people like myself and my company is that, you know, you've got to be on it. You've got to be constantly chasing those opportunities. So you can get, you know, you can send send out a media release yourself and you can do it yourself. But, you know, you do need to be on that. And, you know, journalists are very busy. Their inboxes are crazy. So we're the persistent people going, hi, it's us again. Hi, yeah. here's a bunch of flowers, <laughs> you know. And, and how much is relationships, I suppose, coming? Because I know, you know, back in the day, that was a, a big part yeah. of the job, right? Like it was, yeah. you know, who you, Whining who you and know. Dining yeah, that's and right. <laughs> the, the long lunches are slowing down now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't Sadly. have time, yeah. Um, yeah, it's still, it's still relationship-based a little bit. And so there are ways of, um, of you know, business owners or... Um, you know, anyone just contacting, you know, they're all, all journalists are on Twitter, you know, if yeah. they're in fashion or travel or lifestyle, they're on Instagram, you know, they're looking for stories all across social media. So you can, you know, you can build those relationships by like retweeting or, you know, just keeping in contact maybe every couple of months. They and then when you do have a story, they, they might remember who you are. They might remember your brand. So I don't know if you saw, I, I, I got on the TV for when that, um, train crashed into the car at Lonsdale view. It's like, we're on the train and then all of a sudden the train stopped. We didn't feel anything, but everyone's jumped out and there was a car. Like it had hit a car on the tracks. People had pushed a train onto the a car, oh, onto God, the yeah. train tracks. Um, yeah, I jumped out, took a photo, hashtag ABC, SBS. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was good that they were on it and they were, you know, <laughs> used the footage. And yeah. it shows, I suppose, you know, if you're first on the scene. But then interestingly, talking to the 
can't remember his name, but one of the journos from 10 is like, oh, you know, is this something you do a lot? Like, you know, if you've got anything else, you know, feel free to send it <laughs> oh, through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll ignore, ignore it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think that is that consistent. We, we've tried running um, press releases in the past with very little cut through because I think, you know, you do need to build those strong relationships and I suppose be seen as a, an industry leader in that field to know that, okay, P- uh, Retorik's going to be sending us quality content. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so... I suppose maybe walk us through some of the tips that a business can use to to go about reaching new audiences and and, and how you know how PR kind of works. Cool. Okay. So, um, are you happy for me to go into a bit of detail? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. so I suppose what I could do is talk you through like a media campaign and how okay. that might look. So um, if we're bringing on a new client, we'll spend maybe an hour or, or more, depending on how complex and how large they are. Um, sort of trying to tease out the gems of their story, and so that's probably helpful if you have got a third party that you know you know what it's like with a bit when you're a business owner you get everything's just there all the time. It's actually quite good to have some a third party come in and just go hi. You know, these are the yeah, these sure. are the interesting things. These are things that the journalists will find interesting. But again, it's easy to do yourself. So you can basically um, find the sort of gem. So for example, if it's a startup and they're you know, it's a, it's a business story that might be pitched to Startup Smart or Australian Financial Review, for example. Yep. Um, they, yeah, so we would be looking at um, maybe credentials as well. So you'd be asking, have you won any awards? How long have you been running? Well, how long, you know, what the founder's background is? Obviously, we do some background research as well. If they've worked for large companies we will name drop because that's definitely a good technique <laughs> you know we yep. were just talking offline before about um um a potential app that's like a snapchat and sotheby's you know if you if you're aligning so helping the audience understand who, where you sit in the market is mm. is quite helpful and their credentials behind the founders is very helpful as well um we will usually invest in a, a professional photo shoot for our founders as well or for business owners um specifically when we're doing business stories so we're just sort of starting to compile that content and as i said before you know a journalist is very busy so if you're handing them you know a nice story that's you know their audience will like because they're only writing for what their audience are looking for if you're giving them you know nice content whether it's you know professional photography um, and that's sent in the Dropbox link and not clogging up their email if you're sending them um, video content as well if you're sort of pitching to TV then that's going to be um, that's going to be be lots of ticks in the boxes and I suppose what we're trying to do as a PR agency is just tick 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 and just get it so the aim of the one hour chat for a media campaign specifically if we're just going to write a media release to announce maybe a capital fundraising round for example um we would um then look at um uh, putting together a media release so a media release and this is probably where people may slip up when there's loads of resources online to on how to put together a media release but it's got to be just one point. That's all you're trying to get across is one point. Okay. And I think people try and cram in as much as yeah, possible. And this is my yeah, amazing yeah. business and this is what happened the other day and this is, you know, this is what's coming up. You know, really from a communication standpoint, if you've got lots of things to announce, like you're, you know, you're starting 
um, round A of fundraising or um, capital raising, then you've got this happening and then you're running an event. That's all different stories. Mm. So yep. you'd sort of section that up a little bit and maybe yep. not try and put it all into one. Like I did a media release the other day, there was 10 events, but all I did was, you know, my key, you know, title, um, so a quick explainer, and then I just put bullet pointed the events and these were the things. Because so, generally, if they're interested, they can find out more. Yeah. Um, and you can yeah. link, and it's easy to link to stuff as well. So I'm hyperlinking a lot of stuff <laughs> as I go. The other thing with journalists is, you know, if it's a statement, if it's something that you really believe in and you're putting that out to the world and that's your title of your media release, um, you want to back that up with um, statistics. So whether that's your own from having done some consumer research or having done a poll with your um with your audience you know ideally more than a thousand people 500 people um or you've got other research that you're basing that on that's going to really again another tick in the box but mm -hmm. journalists are looking for that credibility in that story that's really gonna um that's not just you know some something anecdotal and it's just you yeah, know, made up, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's the credibility. So you're pretty much putting that in the first sentence. Of the so you want to do something, you want to have a media release that's quite catchy, very, you know, five words to 10 words max for a title. And then the first line of that is explaining what the title um, is. And then you just keep it super brief. Like it's only meant to be a page. You're not, you know, the number of media releases, you know, the government ones specifically are like three pages. <laughs> pages yeah. yeah, like... No one's reading yeah. that. They would say, you know, yeah. if, it, if your photo, you know, if you're doing a consumer campaign and you've got a really cool photo of, you know, cute kids or a nice product, you know, I'll, I'll, if I think it sells the story more, I'll yeah. put that up front and put it underneath the title. Okay. Um, but then people's email boxes, you're not really seeing those photos anyway. And if they have to click mm. to see it, that might not Don't happen. They, images, might, have, yeah, they yeah. might have scrolled, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you're really trying to capture their attention straight away. Um, in the email title, I don't ever attach a media release ever. I only nice. copy and paste it into yeah. um, the uh, yeah body of and the is email. And the, is the subject line the the, the the title essentially, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I will target it sure. as well. So if it's you know, it's so I can them. sometimes I'll split up my list and go right Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, or you know, startups to large, you know, small, small business, large business or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I'll target it a little bit more, but a media release is meant to be broad reaching. So mm. for that type of pitch, it will be, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be, it wouldn't be as targeted. Um, and then you just put all, and then at the bottom, then you put some detail, like this is when it's happening. This is, you know, then there's the boring stuff, but you've yeah. got to keep the most important bits at the top. It's and sell that and, story at the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and then what we do, so, you know, I coach quite a lot of people on how to do their own PR. And, and so what I'm advising them on a month-to-month -month basis is maybe spend like a couple of hours a month actually researching which media they'd like to appear in and find out their email addresses. So it's not that hard to find people's email addresses now. Yep. You know, you can go onto Twitter. Most journalists I've been looking at recently, they've all got their emails. And a lot of them are freelancers as well. So they're... Mm -hmm. they're you know, moonlighting for five different publications. Sure. So they might, you know, if you're pitching to a freelancer, they might think, oh, it might not be Sydney Morning Herald, but it might be Junkie. So, you know, it, that's quite helpful as well in a way. The other thing with freelancers is that they're getting paid for the story. So you're actually, in a way, PRs are competing with freelancers now because they're also pitching to editors. Yeah. You've also got yeah. all these out-of-work journalists that mm -hmm. are now freelancing and then they're pitching their stories into the, all their contacts too mm -hmm. 
but they're getting paid. So what we do is we'll pitch the freelancer and then they'll go, oh, yeah, that's a great story. We'll write it up. So they can write it. They get paid for it. We get the media hit and everyone's happy. So tick, tick, tick. Yeah, but there's right, another cool, person yeah. in, <laughs> in the in loop. The chain, yeah. And that is definitely the case now because you have got a lot of journalists that haven't that haven't got jobs, unfortunately. So um, where was I? So media release and then, so yeah, so every couple, of, so building that database, building that spreadsheet, you know, there is a bit of, there is churn, which is the, again about going back to the relationships. Yeah. It's hard, it is hard to build relationships because they're leaving you know, and they're going to set up, they're going to go and become, you know, communications advisor to the premier or, yeah. you know, so there is that churn there, but so again, that's why it's helpful being a PR agency because we're constantly seeing who's moving, and we yeah, we pay like three hundred bucks. To, we use yeah. like AAP MediaNet, so we use yep. like a media database, and we can mm-hmm. yeah um, use that and see who's there and who's not, and then work it out. But um, yeah, so if you were doing it on your own, you could easily compile a list like quite easily. And the way that we write for any piece is like if it's a media release or if it's an article where I'm usually writing for that one person. So, so if it's like a capital raise story, I'm thinking AFR usually, and then I'm writing to them for that media release. Um, you know, it's still broad cause you're going to send it out to lots of different people, but, um, it tone in mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. got that, that, like that end, end kind of, yeah. End yeah, goal. yeah I think sure. that really helps you yeah, target yeah. it. Cause yeah. if you just start with, I think that's where, you know, you get a bit of writer's block. You're trying to, squeeze your whole story into mm. one page you know what's what this person that everyone's going to find everything interesting about my company yeah, well actually yeah. no let's just slash that so, yeah, yeah. so and keep it really brief and then obviously you put quotes in and stuff as well yeah. and then we'll just send it out and usually we'll send it out in like first thing so we're trying to do mm. it sydney time as well yeah um do you find it generally kind of ends up at those people you're kind of targeting so like, what do you mean? Uh, like, so you kind of have that end kind of goal, like you're saying, like AFI in mind. Like, does it generally end up with someone like that, or does it kind of? Oh no, no. Yeah. You never know how it's going to go. So with a capital yeah. raise, we wouldn't actually do that. So yeah. with a capital, yeah. it was like over five hundred thousand. They have a specific limit that they won't bother covering under. Yeah. If it's over five hundred thousand, um, we would pitch that as an exclusive to the AFR. Yeah. And then we would hopefully get a story and then we would then send the media release out after that yeah or on the day of it coming out so that's what we do so exclusives and being targeted still works really well then the the flow and effect and that's great for you anyway if you get an exclusive with afr then you're gonna but then it depends again like you you know as well that with a client it depends on their strategy so strategy is a key part of you know, whether we're taking a client on to, you know, what their their expectations are. So uh, one of the key cli- questions that I ask a client is, what does PR look like for you? Because they say that they don't know, but they do know. They, they know, know. They know what their expectations might be. Right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They can't articulate it, but they think usually PR, they think it's front page. I'm going to get front page AFR, front page advertiser, mm. you know, in their head, but they might not be able to articulate that. Yeah. So if they've got quite unrealistic unrealistic expectations to what you know we you can guys achieve, can achieve yeah you're gonna then that's like yeah. hmm, <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so um how do you go about managing those expectations you do it in those early conversations yeah 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 so for example then with our finance client in sydney they came to me and they were like we just want backlinks sure Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it, I suppose that's a, where PR and digital 
marketing sort of, you know, merges quite nicely is, you know, we're writing the articles um, on their area and then we're pitching it in as exclusives each time to specific media outlets in consumer and finance, personal finance, sure. media, outlet, media outlets or, um, you know, consumer sites, et cetera. So, um, so, you know, instantly I was like, oh, it's going to be hard to get. This is a super niche area. I don't think we're going to be getting loads of PR for this. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, you, you want a, with that sort of thing, you will want a human interest story and no mm-hmm. one's going to want to talk about, you know, having financial struggles. It's going to be really tricky. Um, so why don't we do something else and why don't we like actually just create content? And if you're looking to strengthen your website and increase it up the Google rankings, then let's do that on an ongoing basis and not do it for one month because that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of my questions, I suppose, if when people are coming to you, you talked about retainers, but are they often thinking about like you know like a, like a capital raise or some big event, or are they think coming thinking more? No, this is a long term relationship that we want to build. Or is that something you have to sort of have to educate people around? Yeah, and I think we educate via our marketing quite well now. Um, very specifically, like you know when I started up, but I was like, right, it's going to be, you know getting our clients into the media and we're working with startups, you know, and I was quite clear about that and it was short, sharp, get it out and let's go. Um, and we're doing it for four weeks, which is a real push to get yeah. media coverage in that time. But we did it because yeah. we work hard and mm. um, we're creative with what we do. But um, it's, yeah, it is, yeah, it's part of an education thing. And, and you know yourself, like it's, it's, you're educating them before with your marketing, you're educating them in your first call, if you decide to bring them on because you can meet those expectations, then you're doing that via onboarding and you're doing it every month as well. Yeah, throughout <laughs> the process, sure. It's an ongoing thing, yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. in startup world as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, I mean, how do you find, have you had a lot to do with the sort of startup, especially in the tech space, the startup community in Adelaide or? Um, yeah, I mean, my first client was Southstart. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I don't know if that was the first year they launched, maybe the second year. So, yeah, and then I just fell in love with that area. I thought it was really cool. So, um, so yeah, we have been quite involved in, in tech startups. Um, we did one called Zagami, who's now moved over to Oxford um, in the UK. Um, yeah, we've worked on a, quite a few, which is why we've got quite a strong sort of relationships with the Australian Financial Review nice. um, in, yeah, And and one of the things I like about that is that, you know, being in Adelaide, it's nice to shout about our little stories Mm. in a national context. So it feels like I'm doing my bit (laughs) for marketing, for SA, you know. (laughs) They've relaunched South Start this year, so we're um, we're actually taking the podcast down there. Oh, cool. Mm, Yeah, awesome. And they've got some really good speakers as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good chance to chat to some interesting people. Yeah. How do you go about then, so you just mentioned sort of that messaging that you have to put out, how much of your day-to-day is taken up with, you know, your own kind of marketing and, and PR? Oh, not much now. No. No, I can't Ooh. be bothered now. <laughs> I just can't. I just, <laughs> That's awesome. No, I just don't. No. This is pretty much it, doing your podcast <laughs> this be- week. Be- because of word of mouth then, basically? or Yeah, referrals. Yeah. And um, we're at capacity as an agency. We've got some really good clients who love us and we're just in a really sweet real sweet spot you know nice um we've done the scaling thing and that is quite stressful so (laughs) well and you know i've it's just hard talking about the same thing over and over Mm. like um as a business owner you're probably meant to do that but i just 
can't be bothered at the moment. You know, we're still getting leads. We've got, you know, three leads coming on our website, you know, last week from, again, all from Melbourne. So yeah, nice. we've got one article on our website, which is really SEO friendly, which is how much the PR agencies charge, Perfect. which yeah. I think rank, well, obviously ranks page one. So yeah. in a way that was good to start, but mm-hmm. now it's getting the penny pinch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I think we had something similar with how much does an app cost? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Get rid of that post. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the website's just been amazing. And, um, you know, I did a lot of networking. I was a part of Business SA and did a lot of networking in the early days. But again, I can't really be bothered to do um, networking at the moment. LinkedIn, like I, I feel like I feel that I go through spurts of, of LinkedIn, and, yeah. and, and do it, where it's like, all right, I've got a bit of enthusiasm to to talk on there again. <laughs> but you're right, like doing it every day, you know, mm. you know, sure, there's a, a breadth of things that we can talk about, but doing it every day for an extended period is exhausting. Well, yeah, but I also just feel like you're recycling the same content. Yeah, and, uh, I know we you, should probably not because no. people, different people, will be 100%, seeing it. Yeah. But then some people will think it's too low, and then some people will think it's really ob- like too obvious and then other people think oh like i don't understand what, what you're talking detail, about yeah. so that's when the hyper targeting is helpful as well uh but yeah our website's fine i mean i think it probably needs a bit of a it's gone a bit yeah it's looking a bit old-fashioned now you know <laughs> oh, we were, we, well i think we're you know, doing it for about i think it's about three years old now okay um, I, I like I like the language on it, but I, that, yeah, that's, that's, I mean that's I haven't read it. I'll just not even look at it. <laughs> 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 so no, I mean no, I, got, I mean as I said, website and SEO would be the the things I invested in straight away. Yeah. And networking, like I remember one person going, "Oh my gosh, Jenny, you're at every event," and I was like, "Yes, I am," because I'm trying to get business. Yeah. But now we've got like a great selection of clients Your network, and yeah. they're all retainer clients and I can't see any of them dropping off at any point. So, um, yeah, I mean, we were looking at taking on another client last week cause I thought, Oh, they, they're actually ticking all the boxes. They're mm-hmm. larger. They've got five stores, um, sort of a retail client, but, um, yeah, then I'd look at contractors. So I have a, like a network of contractors that we use copywriters yeah, cool. and um, I've got a really good VA that does a lot of our social. So we do a lot of social media management across LinkedIn and Facebook and article creation. And then I do a lot of the media myself. So what's been some big successes over the Torix? So? Ah, um, well, we won an award. It was the PR Institute of Australia's micro agency in South Australia nice. award. Yeah, so that was exciting. Um, what else? Oh, just all the media hits that we get for clients and our clients being super happy. That's all I really care about. That's like yeah. my one metric now. Like I had a million metrics and I like scale and let's do all these things. But my one metric is are my clients happy? Are we, you know, and obviously yeah. we're tracking and looking at metrics each month and reporting on, you know, and on ROI, et cetera. But, you know, my, just if my clients are happy, I'm happy and I, I'm not stressed. So, <laughs> And it is that kind of industry where you, it's tangible, right? You can see when, when things get going well yeah. for your clients and it's, it's obvious and mm. everybody's happy. Yeah. What about disaster stories? Disasters. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Top three. <laughs> Um, we've got, well, I'll do, uh, I don't do much crisis communications, but we did have one today where Ooh. our retailer is opening up at <laughs> cut price. Um, they've got like a couple of different brands that sit under their group and one of them's like a cut price 
brand and it's the whole retail outlet is like bright red and bright yellow and it it's standing standing where an old church used to be um which is this really beautiful church but the church burnt down and okay. so my client rang me today and said we've got a um this is the media article that we've had so far and it, the journalist had a bit been super nice actually but it was sort of hinting at look here's this um here's a picture of this um store that's very brightly colored and where the, this beautiful church used to be and da, da, da. and it didn't he didn't say anything nasty but then like the facebook got, like facebook lit up yeah. because everyone was going crazy um so <laughs> then then uh, my client rang and was like oh we've got another media interview i was like okay so this is what we do and you know i talked to her through um she's you know i we media train i don't specifically do it myself but i get ex-journalists to do it nice. next tv presenters i fly them in from sydney to um coach our clients so she'd already done media training so she understood you know and I was talking about bridging questions I said if he's asking about the colors or the you know said yes you know maybe there are certain things but we'll bridge to another part and go but and then go on to your key message <laughs> you know proper yeah, politician the style. incredible discounts <laughs> <laughs> the incredible discounts do you all get this price very brightly colored building in your beautiful little rural street so <laughs> so like like stuff like that. Um, what other is that? There's that social element, you know, and, yeah. and there is that sort of huge yeah. polarization. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. So there's that. There's that. So you haven't had to do too much, I suppose. Crisis management I'll coming. I try in. not yeah. to get involved in that, but it is actually quite. I actually quite enjoyed today. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll do because that's quite well paid. The crisis comm side for PRs, like PRs will usually as an agency. That's then. what you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So um, yeah. So that was yeah interesting. Um, what other disasters so ah oh, this is a good one so um you know we try we always we usually try depending on the client you're trying to, trying to get on like quite high traction websites and daily mail is like yep. what is it eight million a month yep. viewers wow. um traffic a month obviously it's an international site as well yeah but um you know if you're getting on the daily mail you're like yes yep. you know backlink to your client even better. Yeah. But the last one we got on the Daily Mail didn't backlink at all, and those high traffic websites often don't. Okay. Um, Sydney Morning Herald doesn't as well. But um, yeah, we had this client, and I hadn't media trained her, and she had an app. So, um, and she swore in the <laughs> thing because I and this is what I said to my client today. I said, oh, you know. He, if you're meeting him in person as well, the journalist, he's going to be super friendly, super nice, blah, 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 and chat, chat, chat. Yeah. And she was just lovely ex-teacher and she, yes, just, you know, it was just being Australian, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, the headline, the headline was, it had a swear word in it, I can't oh, remember no. which one. It wasn't the C word, but there was definitely a swear word. <laughs> did, did it work for her or against her? Well, she was not happy because a lot of her clients were schools. Yeah. So, um, okay, that's a, yeah. no, she wasn't happy. But I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I was sort of going, no, it's fine. But it's, it's hard to put yourself in their shoes because I haven't had a profile. Like, I don't. Yeah. like do i'm i'm a pr person that likes to be a little bit undercover mm. um i like a lot of prs actually it's sort of you know you've got you've got your clients that you're promoting you don't need to do loads on yourself so to have that on a such a high traffic website where people are quite 
like it's basically like Facebook where people are going to be quite, um, you know, and there's lots of positive comments as well. And basically what I, so what happened was I went back and said, look, you have to take that off, please. And so he did, he changed the title. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was a great article, like, and it was the perfect demographic for what she was looking for because we're always looking at what the audience demographic is. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was, it was from my point of view, it's a great win, Mm. but yeah. Just yeah. scary so in the short is, term. Is uh, any press good press or is that? Well, yeah, for me it is, but yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes not, no. especially when you have a red and yellow building. We didn't actually do work with them, but we were involved um, with an, an app startup here locally that got really brutalized on commercial te- on national television. Oh, the, heard about yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of years ago. A couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was full on. That was full on. Yeah, that was going <laughs> off in the in the startup groups. <laughs> and bless them, they were young, though. You they know, were. you know, any publicity is good publicity, but at that point, it probably wasn't. So yeah, yeah, no, it probably wasn't. Because no. as a startup, you can be much more risky, which is why it's quite fun working in startups too. Yeah, um, and be a little bit more controversial and stuff, mm-hmm. but. Depends on who your audience is. Like, if you're just dealing with millennials, they like a bit of that, and it's going to get you junky and AWOL and yeah. pedestrian and, you know, those stuff. But, you know, that is, I mean, that's one of our, so again, going back to strategy for our, we've got a tech startup in Melbourne um, that sells $20 stick notes online. Like their strategy was like, just go for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. and let's just piss off the AMA. That's cool. Yeah. You know, and that's fun. That's fun that. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 It still is fun. Yeah. You know, they're still quite happy to pushing boundaries, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Awesome. Mm, oh, fun. thanks so much coming down for a chat. I think <laughs> no we're going uh, yeah. shoot off, but yeah. Awesome. Nice. Nice having you here. Lovely to see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Learned a lot. <laughs> Are you going to start a PR campaign now, Christo? Definitely. Yeah. How would you, how would you sell me? I, What's, I need a story. What's your headline? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Jen, Jenny's the expert here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> What's the most successful app that you've created? Um, websites. Christo's a web developer. Okay, so, so what's, the, what's the biggest <laughs> website? Oh, I don't even know. Working on, I don't know, Central Beauty at the moment. Oh, yeah? That's one. Yep. Well, that's a good, there's a lot of press around uh, fashion and... Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. The man, behind mm. the man behind the man behind the beauty industry. Beauty. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the headline. Triple X, triple X waxes for developers. <laughs> now you get it. There you go. That's one of my style. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so I told you it was easy. <laughs> awesome. Oh, thanks cool. so much. All right. Oh, if people want to find you, whereabouts can they? Uh... Um, just find me on LinkedIn, mm. Jenny Hassam, or Instagram, Rhetoric PR, and. Nice. We'll chuck up some links in the uh, the show notes. Cool. Thanks so much for coming down. Thanks for coming in. Cheers. See ya. Bye.